Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Mind of an Entrepreneur. Sorry if this episode was a little late. Uh, I had a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to have the pleasure of uh, introducing our guest today, Paola Mortara, all the way from one of my favorite places in the world, Italy. She has an amazing story, and I hope you enjoy it. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Have an incredible day, and ciao. Okay, we're recording. Perfect. Hi, this is Richie, and I'm here with Paola Mortara. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Very good. So, hi, Paola. How are you doing today? I'm great, uh, Rich. Thank you. And you? I'm fantastic. You're in Italy, right? Yes, I'm in the office. How's, how's the weather? Oh, it was, the, the sun was shining today, and we had a winter, very nice day. So, we are satisfied. It's is almost uh, five o'clock now, or it's five o'clock. So it's uh, dark, but uh, good day. Is it warm? No. No, no. it's cold. No, okay, no, that's why I don't feel that. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's cold. Sunny Italy, but uh, winter is cold. You guys are west, west of uh, Milan. Is that where you guys are? Yes. Okay. So you're close up near the... Swiss border is that what it is where it is yes it is we are close to the Swiss border and we have uh, another office in Milan so we have two uh, two sites showroom and that quarter oh awesome very cool so most of your time do you spend in Milan or in this office where you are now uh, depends but I'm traveling a lot but uh, yes I'm staying uh, I would say uh, a couple of days in Milan and a couple of days here uh, when uh, I'm not traveling Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, so you want to just jump right into it? Of course. Okay. So let's, uh, let's hear about what kind of business you're in and, um, you know, your story, your journey and how you got there. Uh, we are in the business of, uh, supporting digital, uh, white format printer provider in industry and in visual communication to achieve their goal in terms of quality production, quality production and, uh, turnover. So we, we set up a complete uh, system that we call the Phoenix Method uh, to support this uh, company, not only with the, the most uh, uh, important and valuable technologies in wide format uh, digital printing, but also with marketing support, with uh, tech support, with consultancy and financial instruments to achieve uh, the best uh, financing for the equipment. So we support these companies in the journey of achieving their dreams with a complete system of all uh, the um, requirement they can have. So when a company starts talking with us, we uh, can provide them a complete solution for uh, their need in terms of strategy, in terms of uh, uh, leads uh, recruitment, uh, in terms of uh, uh, KPI and uh, management and obviously tech support, testing, and things like that. So, so, so you guys not only do wide format printing, you also help them marketing and, and you know, soup to nuts. We don't, we don't print, we uh, provide the equipment. So oh, we okay. go in the world, that's my job. We look for uh, the best and most innovative solution that are not yet in Italy. And we try to uh, find good agreement to innovate in our market, uh, importing uh, the best equipment. So we are 
importing equipment from Switzerland, from Japan, obviously from the United States, and uh, also from uh, Lithuania, for example, which is a small European country, but <laughs> very ahead for innovation in our uh, market. So we go to the show, we meet a supplier, producer, and we try to find the best solution for our market. All, not only in business communication, but also in uh, industrial application. That is incredible. It's a very nice job. I like it. Yes. So how's business going? Well, the business is growing. Uh, the business is uh, going well. Uh, we, uh, this year we will uh, increase our, uh, I'm saying this year because our uh, year end in uh, March, not in December. So we are still uh, in uh, 2018 for some reason. <laughs> Uh, but our year will uh, this year we will have uh, an increase of our turnover or uh, more than thirty five percent. So uh, we are very happy, and uh, the company is uh, growing. We are hiring people. That's uh, important because it's part of my mission is to uh, give uh, opportunity to, especially to young uh, uh, engineer and uh, young uh, employees. And uh, so we are growing. We are uh, seven, eight new people this year in sales and in tech support and in marketing. And uh, we, have, uh, we are achieving very good results. We are very happy. Yes, very happy. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank 35% you. increase. That's incredible. Thank you very much. So how did you end up in this business? Oh, well, I start, uh, I finish uh, university. Uh, in '96, uh, uh, so I look uh, young, but uh, I'm not so young. <laughs> and uh, and uh, um, I uh, had the opportunity because I was speaking English, and in my country is not so common, especially 20 years ago. So how did you learn? Where did you pick up English? Uh, it's a very funny story. When I was 14 years old, my mom said English is. Uh, the future you need to to learn so good idea for her was to send me in the united states for uh, some months during the summer to learn english in a family and in a school so i said a good idea i was excited i didn't realize i didn't speak a word so i just flew to uh, maine in a small city called springvale and um, i ended up in the church and in this church, there was family that were uh, taking us. I was a small group of, uh, of kids from all over the world. And uh, I realized I could not speak with this family. So uh, it was very, there was no mobile phone. And uh, it was not a very nice uh, week, the first one. But this family that uh, hosted me was super nice. And uh, so can I, can I pause you for one sec there? I, lo I love stories like this. <laughs> so, so you were part of a group, right? Your mom, you didn't just, your mom didn't just put you on a plane and send you to Maine, right? No, 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 no. There was a group, but uh, I had the opportunity to join this group. This group was uh, older than me. Huh? But, uh, uh, they accepted me. And uh, so I went uh, with them. And uh, the point was, uh, the point is that in um, that time, and uh, I'm talking of 86, 1986, I was 14. Uh, at that time, um, in Italy, uh, it was not clear that uh, if you go to a city, even a small one like Springville in the United States, you are not staying everybody in the same uh, mile. 
but we were spread in uh, 20, 30, 40 miles all over the city and the suburbs. So we never met each other for uh, two months. And uh, the funny things was uh, that um, many of them, of my uh, fellow, they speak uh, an understandable English. I didn't speak a word. And my family was shocked, and me too, uh, because I just realized when I, when I landed. And the, what they did to support me and to st try to start the communication, uh, when I went to bed that night, uh, I was desperate. <laughs> And in the morning, but I could even call my mom to blame uh, because there was not such a easy connection. And the morning, the morning after, it was a breakthrough because what they did all, the, all night, they spent uh, writing on a yellow post-it, 3M post-it, uh, the name of the things. So wow. they put in all the house on everything from fork to glass to toothbrush to every single thing in the the house a posted with the name so i can at least uh learn the the name and then they decided that i was not able to go to school because i didn't say a word so for a couple of months they uh, drive me over united states to meet uh, their uh, seven children that were spread uh, in united states so we drive through the country every almost everywhere and it was super funny for me and because they were retired so for them uh, it was uh, a good opportunity to do this uh, tour to meet all the all the children so i've been uh, uh, in many many places and uh, lived their life and that was incredible it was the best experience in my uh, early ages and i always i always uh, remember them and uh, i'm now grateful to my mom because at the beginning it was a tragedy but in the end it was uh, a wonderful experience yeah you were uncomfortable so it made you grow yeah, and uh, it gave me, uh, I know it can uh, seem uh, funny or stupid for you, but it gave me such a, a huge advantage in business of that uh, in my country that you cannot even imagine. Because for me, uh, from then that moment on, uh, every year I went to United States or I went to UK to study, to learn. And uh, now English is like, uh, I, I, can, I think I can speak English with the, the same comfort as I speak Italian. And that's great. Uh, so that was a, a huge opportunity for me, thinking back now. Just, just I, I love that so much. Your mother is just, God bless her for giving you that, that opportunity to do that. I, yes. I mean, she, especially that long ago, it's, you know, I've been, uh, so my wife is Polish and we've been to Poland, I don't know, 20 times. And I speak a little bit, little bit of Polish, but I was never there long enough to immerse myself. And now when I go, all the, all the, all our nieces and nephews that are over there, they all speak English. So I have no need to speak Polish now. So it's, I kind of missed out on that, that window of opportunity I had when I was, when I first went there, when I was, you know, in my late teens, early twenties. So so awesome that you, you were able to, you know, uh, the language. Uh, yes, I that agree with you. It's uh, immersion. Is, uh, immersion is always the best way to learn a language, and that was my, my gift. Yes. What was your favorite city when you were younger that you visited when you were traveling with them? In, in I love Boston. Boston, yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I love Boston because uh, it's... Uh, a little bit uh, more European as a style and things. And uh, yes, I, 
I love them. Then uh, I start uh, uh, supporting Boston Celtics. And <laughs> right. Yeah, it was fun because uh, we had the opportunity to go. They uh, bring me all over. So we have been to the stadium. We have been uh, everywhere. I've been also to a um, lot of uh, sports events with them. So it was like uh, living the life uh, they were living. And that was very different from my life in Italy. Mm. Uh, so consider that uh, when I, the second or the third night I was there, they, as a surprise, they want to bring me, they uh, invite me, we went to McDonald's. And I never, in Italy there was no McDonald's at the time. It was the first time I saw it. And they were saying all day long, oh, we're going to McDonald's, we're going to McDonald's to make me excited and I didn't know what it was. So it's a different word. Uh, and that now uh, everything is the same or more or less the same except food, sorry. But did the, <laughs> did the McDonald's live up to your expectations or what they were giving you for expectations? Sorry? Did the McDonald's, when you got to McDonald's, was it as excited as they, they made it out to be or were you just like, okay, is this it? No, well, it was... Uh, Amazing for me. We didn't have something like that. Uh, so everything was new. And uh, yes, it was, uh, it was great uh, at that time. Now when someone tells me we go to, uh, we meet in McDonald's because it's uh, Andy, we, we, uh, we, there's a car park and there's everything. We just go there for a coffee. I said, well, McDonald's, no. But at that time, it was uh, uh, a surprise. Yes, it was really a good experience for me. Oh, Always remember with love. Also, this family was great. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I just love that. And I, I'm so happy when I hear somebody saying that they really, they love Boston. Uh, it makes, <laughs> makes me feel really good because some places I go, you know, I, my son and I were golfing in Scotland uh, back in September. And I was, wow. we had these caddies. We had caddies for some reason. You know, I, I'm, I'm a terrible golfer. But anyway, I asked him who the most difficult people he ever caddied for was. And he goes, oh, but people from Boston. And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> that was like a knife right through my heart. He says, oh, my God. So I, I made it a point to make sure that the afternoon that we had with them was the best afternoon they ever had, just so we could, we could kill that, uh, that belief that he had of people from Boston. But, but thank you for that. That was, that was pretty cool that, you know, you love Boston so much. Yeah. So that, uh, that's, uh, um, uh, thanks to that. Uh, in when I start working, um, I've been hired uh, by Adobe, the software company, yep. uh, like uh, evangelist during the show because I can speak with them and I can uh, translate and speak to the customer here in Italy. And at the time, uh, Photoshop Illustrator was English only. And uh, so uh, for me, it was an opportunity because I can uh, read the manual and explain to people. And that's why also my career in the graphic art market started because uh, uh, Adobe at that time was uh, the innovator, was the one with the most incredible software. I'm talking of Photoshop 3 for some of you that maybe is in this, uh, in this market. So uh, if you understand how far it was uh, long ago. And uh, we... That's how I started, and uh, I fell in love with this market because uh, visual communication, graphic arts is a very interesting market, and it's a market that is moving quickly. 
so you cannot get bored. Oh no. Uh, you, you, you don't have a chance to get bored. I, I no. was in technology for years, uh, and it just there's always it's always changing. And uh, that was uh, something that really uh, intrigued me. And uh, we we start uh, this uh, this journey um, as uh, as I told you, uh, my my family uh, at the at the company at that time that was more involved in ERP uh, solution. But uh, since we had this opportunity to work with, uh, with Adobe for a project, we opened, they opened their eyes on the graphical market and decided to start a division of the company uh, dealing with that. And uh, we... So, so can I pause you for one second? So you got, your family had a, had a company? Yes. And what, was the, what, what kind of work did they do? They were involved in uh, ERP software, so they made account accountancy, they made uh, production software, uh, control of production, things like that. And, um, but the, when they saw the opportunity, my father saw the opportunity of graphic art market that was uh, just uh, um, born, uh, he decided to open a small division. And uh, he had some people, and I was uh, uh, working there in the summer. Uh, meanwhile, I was taking another degree. I want to have a second degree, then I stopped. And um, I was uh, there for uh, translation support. And uh, then uh, this market uh, really I, conquered me. And so I start working act actively there. And we start this uh, division. And uh, we, uh, in some years, it became the most important part of the company in terms of revenue. Oh, wow. When you are at the beginning, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, rooms to room to grow. So there's a lot of opportunity. So and when you are the first one, uh, it's uh, easy for some way. Difficult because everything is new, but uh, you bring innovation so people like you. So is that what you can attribute to success? So you went to college for another degree, and then you finished, and then uh, you took this, this other division. And what, what is the key? a success factor that you can attribute to that to that division being so successful um well uh we were a small uh strong team of people committed we were all young we liked the job there's no there was no time for us uh when we we finish we go home and sometimes we didn't go so we just stayed because <laughs> we loved what we and, so that's uh, so that's passion that's love right yes Yes, it, and it still is for me. And um, so let, let me ask you one, one quick question, Paola. So, you know, when you had that small young team, was it hard to get them to, you know, they were employees, right? You were, you were, the, you were one of the owners, right? Because you were with your dad. So was it hard to get that, that small team of young people um, invested in the same love that you had for the business, or was it easy? Uh, well, the, the difficult things was to make them um, uh, follow me because um, um, they were old men and uh, uh, that uh, mm, I need to earn my, my leadership on the field. And uh, I'm uh, mm, very uh, masculine sometimes in my mm -hmm. inner core because uh, I grow with them. So it's. Uh, so you had to be. You you just adapted to the environment. And is Italy similar to the United States, where 
you know, especially in like a male, a male dominated group that, you know, you got, you have to prove yourself before you're respected and before yes. anyone can follow you. Yes. But for two reasons, uh, uh, my sex and the fact I was the uh, daughter of the owner. Aha. So, <laughs> so that, so that they, did any of them kind of resent you at some level that, oh yeah, we have to listen to her cause she's, you know, she's the, the boss's uh, daughter. Uh, I think at the beginning, uh, yes, but I always uh, seen my role uh, to be uh, the first in line, to be the, the, the one that uh, gives the example. And uh, I think my uh, idea of uh, leadership at that time was really a servant leader, meaning that I was always there for everybody. And uh, I, yes, of course I had to prove myself, but uh, I had some advantages. Um, first, being a woman, I was a little bit more smart. And second, I had the advantages of uh, 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 having the direct contact with all the supplier because few of them speak uh, some English, but not at the level to talk with people in a fluent way or make an agreement or make a discussion or talk on the phone. So I was the one that always had to go everywhere. And uh, that gave me quickly uh, the opportunity to, uh, to lead them because, uh, I was the one taking the communication. Wow. We had, uh, um, that's just, I just want to just say that that's joint you know, that, the, that having, the that, having that second language, English was really just, that was one of the most important things yes. of your career, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah. It seems uh, funny, but, uh, but it is. And, um, <laughs> That we had this uh, big relationship with the company in San Luis Obispo, and uh, uh, I didn't know anything of, from a technical point of view of what they were doing. It took me a lot of time to understand perfectly, but in any case, I was the one talking to them. So at the end, the agreement comes from me, and uh, everything was done through me. And this uh, gave me the opportunity to learn quickly and to lead them quickly. And uh, some of them is still with me today with my company some of these people wow. so uh, i think we create really a strong uh, a strong group so let me ask you a question paolo so if you had any advice to give other women out there as entrepreneurs business owners or if they're working for a company what advice would you give them when they're working on a team where mostly dominated by males is there anything that you can share with them that that you uh, did that helped you well, uh, it's not uh, nice to say, but I think it's true. You, we need to be uh, better to have the same rewards. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, something that if you start fighting, this is a reality. In my country, is a real reality. If you start fighting, it, uh, you will lose a lot of time mm -hmm. for no reason. Just uh, let it there and uh, move on. Because uh, in the end, uh, in business, uh, results uh, are the things that count and the relationship you can create. And to me, uh, relationships are really uh, the most part of your success. So uh, we, we need to be a networker. We need to be able to uh, connect people. And uh, we, we need not uh, to, to focus on what can be better because there's always can be something better, but uh, what we can do with what I have. And I that's my that. philosophy. 
focus on what what you can do with what you have mm -mm. yes that's beautiful yeah i you know that's the same you know <clears throat> when you said that about uh you need to be better that's unfortunately that's the case here in the states as well i'm sure that's pretty much how it is all over the world uh unfortunately females have to to uh to be better you know to get the same amount of um i don't want to say rewards or, or whatever the case is you know that the that the men get yes but you know it's like uh, um when uh, you are a left-handed when you um, born left-handed uh, sometimes in the past uh, people thought uh, it was uh, a minus but instead i'm left-handed too <laughs> but instead i think it's an advantage because we grow in a world of right-handed and we need to be able to adapt quickly oh, I so love that. that's uh, uh, something that i bring with me also as a comparison on what's happened in society for these um, different uh, rewards uh, male and female and things like that but uh, i mean i never focus on what is missing never i'm always focusing on uh, what i have and i think um, it's uh, it's an important attitude it gives you much more advantages than uh, focusing on uh, what can be better i agree because that's a lot of people just focus on what they don't have you know instead of focus on and being grateful for what they do and how to make things better for what they do have just like you said and let me ask you one quick question so do you see you know as you've seen the evolution of you know business and the road you've traveled have you seen you have as the workplace changed as the environment changed from you know respect with women being in the in the workplace and taking on more leadership roles and more you know more ownership roles have you seen a, a change uh yes i think we we step up uh, now uh, all over the world and uh, obviously there are differences obviously it depends on uh, where you start from so we don't start uh, every country from uh, from the same point but i think uh, yes i see uh, even uh, in uh, in my country that when i start uh, in the business i was always the only woman in the room or the only woman in the booth in the show and uh, now uh, it's not like that anymore so also some of my, our competitors uh, have women in uh, key position and uh, in politics too uh, even if uh, politics is not my best and preferred uh, subject but uh, again, <laughs> it's uh, it's, uh, it's uh, happening too so i think in this moment uh, uh, it's a very messy period and uh, women uh, have more empathy and uh, have more sense of the future than men and uh, that's uh, in uh, it's important uh, in uh, in uh, social uh, and in politics for sure but also in business because uh, we don't run for uh, the uh, mbo tomorrow we run to uh, create uh, uh, lasting success I, I this is what i feel at least Mm, it's beautiful, beautiful. I'm just absorbing that. That's uh, that's incredible. Very inspirational. I love it. 
Awesome. So, okay. So, sorry I interrupted you on your on your journey there. Uh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I just wanted to rewind and get some, you know, get some questions in there for you because it's, you know, the stuff you've been sharing is incredible. I really love it, and I hope the audience loves it. So, you just uh, you got with Adobe now. This division that you started with your dad's company, it's successful. Things are going going well. What happens next? What's going on next? Um that we build everything from scratch and uh, what we were missing was experience that's uh, absolutely true and uh, uh, we did uh, some mess we did the great success but uh, we left uh, uh, some uh, uh, people wanted on the field and uh, we uh, we had some uh, some issues so uh, what's happened next was that we uh, our business is uh, cash uh, Eater, because we always need to have in demo room the new machine. We always need to be trained, and at a certain point, uh, we arrive to a position that we cannot grow anymore because the company cannot uh, sustain the growth. And um, so, the uh, my father was not uh, the hundred percent owner. There were other shareholders richer than him for sure, and uh, we create a plan that um, required investment and uh, his shareholder made a big investment in the company that uh, we couldn't match as a family so uh, the uh, shares of uh, my family my father uh, mainly uh, decrease in terms of uh, amount and uh, when the bad time came 2008 to 2009 um, we had such uh, some bad time because they did a lot of investment in 2007 to support the growth of the business and uh, all the investment were destroyed by the fact in 2008 already but mainly 2009 uh, we had a lot of customer bankrupt because bank um, stopped supporting them and we had a lot of uh, customer that didn't pay us and also the sales cannot uh, move quickly as we expected in 2007 when we made the investment because the world collapsed in some way. So uh, these shareholders were not uh, uh, of this market, they were just investors. And they start uh, being scared because- uh, so, those, so, those, so those, sorry. So those, the investors that invested with you started getting scared? Yes, because they didn't understand the market 100%. And for sure, uh, they had also some losses uh, in other business. And uh, we were uh, not so strong. So they fear that uh, we can uh, fail the project because uh, we couldn't grow. And on the other side, the customer also not paying many customers. So uh, they decided uh, after a long discussion, uh, they decided it was not worthy to sustain the company uh, to pass these uh, 2008-2009 and at that time we didn't know how long this uh, moment will, uh, will last. Right. So uh, they decided that it was safe for them, which were involved in many other business, to liquidate the company. Wow. And they decided to close the company in uh, one month time, more or less. So what Invest happened, so, so what happened, just to recap, so you, the company was, uh, was, was eating cash, you know, the cash is being eaten because you guys needed to buy equipment, all that stuff. So you had all these investors come in 
and they invested money into the company. And with that investment, it took shares away from your dad. Was that, is that true? Yes. Yes, okay. because we couldn't match their investment. So obviously right. the, our uh, shares decreased. So, and then, and then at that point, the investors kind of own the company. Is that correct? More or less uh, between uh, 80 and 90%. Uh-huh. Okay. So I guess I just had one question before we move forward. If you had a chance, if, if there was a chance to do that a different way, could you have, or would there, would there have been another way to do that thinking? Well, uh, if uh, I look at that uh, now, uh, with the experience I have, I uh, for sure say yes. At that time, I, uh, in 2009, 10 years ago, I didn't have the experience to evaluate really the numbers because I was in sales and in uh, the research and development. I was not in the management and I was not uh, able to analyze the KPI and uh, all the numbers. And uh, at that time, my heart told me that there was a different way to do it, but I didn't, I cannot prove it or I was not trustable enough for them. Uh, so we didn't convince <laughs> and uh, that's it. I was not a good uh, negotiator in that, uh, in that uh, case. And uh, they didn't even want to sell as the company that uh, for them didn't have any value because they were going to close it because they thought it was too dangerous. And, uh, so they, they wanted to close the company, liquidate it and get whatever money yes. they could to protect themselves because they were so scared about the economy and the world coming to an end. Yes, because also they uh, couldn't really uh, evaluate the market as we did being inside this market from day one. So yeah. uh, everything we say, uh, they, could, uh, they thought it was our perception, not uh, objective reality. Mm -hmm. So I think, and it was a, a big job uh, because there was uh, such big uncertainty in our country at that time that, yeah, that, uh, that, that i think for you also it was the same and uh, we had a certainty till uh, 2007 that start uh, uh, being doubt in 2008 and then uh, with the bank collapse in the united states uh, we didn't have any certainty for me 36 years old no family no kids no nothing i didn't care Right. For them, with a lot of money, companies, investment, it was different. Yeah, and, and that's, that's uh, you know, funny that when you, when, you get these, when you talk to these investors that don't understand your business, they're the first ones that are going to pull up because they, they don't know how to evaluate the market. Like you said, you could now. Yes. And that's, uh, that's so true when, when you... But, when... Uh, it was a long journey because uh, they decided to close. And uh, the announcement to, to the team was uh, made the uh, 19th of March. I never forget, my father was crying in front of all uh, the 50 people of the company saying that. And uh, uh, 15th of April, we founded our company. So in less than one month, we did everything. We didn't have an office, we didn't have anything. We didn't just uh, invented the uh, all uh, what we could invent at that time. And um, we start from, uh, from there. So, and, uh, so, so that's, so, so March 19th, the old company's done. Yes, the announcement okay. was made. So what was a conversation between you, you and your dad about where, where, to, go, where to go next? Because 
you know, our companies are our, they're our babies. And when we have to close one, shut it down, it, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's a really bad. Yes. My, you know, uh, my father died oh. a few years later for oh, the, uh, yes, it was a, it was a desperate decision for him. It was really uh, depressed, but the, he decided to stay, to close the company in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And I resigned the same day, 19th of March. I didn't want that day fire me. I resigned. And, uh, and uh, we decided that I go my, my path by myself. Well, obviously, I was always um, back up me. It was always uh, supporting in uh, some way, but he was emotionally broke. And uh, that was one of the reasons he got sick. Oh. So uh, that's uh, something that uh, was uh, really... Disaster, and uh, I, I now I I smile uh, because I remember all the nice things that we did together, and all the opportunity gave me um, being there when I was uh, growing as an entrepreneur. But uh, at that moment, it was tragedy. Yeah. And um, on the other side, uh, the the other side of a tragedy is always an opportunity. Yep. And uh, we decided to concentrate on the opportunity. That uh, was the difference, I think, uh, that make us uh, so strong and uh, unshakable to oh, use. Oh, beautiful. I love it. At that, at that time, yes. I love it. You know, the, the, what you just said, because that's how I, you know, that's how I live my life. <laughs> you know, the, the tragedy and, and, and to find something, you know, something that you know you can hang on to and use as fuel to go further that's that's what leaders do you know that's what leaders do and that's what that's what comes of greatness i'm mm-hmm. just so i'm so happy you said that because just wow incredible uh so we start our journey and uh it was uh, difficult because uh, uh i was the the face of the company that closed because i was uh, talking to all the supplier for years i would talking to the market. So I was the face of this company. And, uh, and now I need to rebuild the trust of, every, of everybody. And luckily, uh, this happened quickly. So in uh, May, we had uh, almost all our supplier team already set up. And uh, we received support from people we couldn't imagine that were so open to help us. Uh, in any in any possible way. Why did why uh, do you why do you think that was? Do you have any thoughts on why that was? Well, because uh, people thought we were crazy because everybody know we didn't have money and we were doing a, a huge project. Uh, we had a lot of ideas and uh, uh, people who can uh, support, like for example, there's a, the most important show of uh, our country for us. We always add with the previous company the biggest boot of the of the show, uh, hundred of square meters. All the equipment inside was a huge investment, and obviously this uh, same space was booked from one year to the other. So I called the lady who was managing the show, and I said, uh, "Well, you know, uh, we have this reservation that uh, is uh, obviously cancelled, but I want to take this uh, booth. Obviously, I don't have the money to pay it, so." Uh, and it was the most important the boot of the show in the middle of the hall. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, uh, well, I trust you. Take the boot and uh, we will see how you can pay it. 
And wow. then she made a plan for us to pay it. Uh, made uh, some discounts, some support. She put together a package and uh, she gave us the opportunity to be there the, in 2009 with the company that was almost zero, uh, with a big boot. So all our customers understand that we were back and that we, were, we can be strong again. And a lot of our customers trust us immediately. So we, had a, we finished that year with a turnover of 3 million and 200,000 euro. Wow. Euro. That for us was a huge success. And uh, we, we start from that. So from, and what, was, what we did meantime is that uh, I didn't have any experience at all uh, in uh, managing a company. I didn't know anything about balance sheet, about uh, nothing. Uh, banks, uh, agreement, zero. So I start uh, investing in uh, learning. So I did uh, master MBAs, uh, study while working, did many, many things to arrive at a point uh, I can uh, sit with the in the same room with Keith Cunningham, I understand him 100% first time. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> and that was my uh, big success because uh, that was like, um, okay, I, I made it. Now I know I understand. I understand it. And so we start from there and uh, I, I detach from... So let, me, uh, let, me, let me interrupt you for one second there, sorry. So going back to that, a lot of people out there, they're creators, you know, creator, uh, creator, entrepreneur, you know, uh, leader. So if they're creators, like you were a creator, an artist, and you were, you didn't know anything about business. What was the, what was the big, the most important thing that, that you did to help you figure out this business thing and how to run a business? Was there anything specific, any person you, you sought out, any seminar you went to that would help anybody else that's in that same position? Uh, well, uh, uh, if I look at that now, I, uh, I would say something different than what I did, obviously. But what I did, I said, okay, I go, uh, I start with a master in uh, strategy and administration. And then it was not enough. So I started an MBA, an international MBA. And uh, I, I did it. And uh, the, uh, it took me years. Mm. One year of master, two years of MBA. So three years I was studying during the weekend and the night and working during the day. And uh, what I can tell you now um, is uh, maybe some more practical than university will make me uh, own the, uh, this field quicker and uh, with a more clear uh, idea. I mentioned Keith Cunningham because we both know him, yeah. uh, but he's a clear example that attending his uh, seminar, his training, is uh, quick and uh, relevant and effective and uh, gives you in few uh, months or a few days sometimes uh, a very good perspective of what you need to know because uh, in our position, we don't need to know everything. We need to understand. Uh, what uh, the outcome of uh, the numbers are and what the action we need to take. Uh, we don't need to understand how to write them down in a balance sheet. And uh, MBA is also that. So that part was uh, useless for me. I never <laughs> did it. But uh, obviously, um, 
it uh, it was uh, something that I need to do to put the foundation. So let me let me that's that's so incredible. So let me ask you a, a one question about that. You know, going back to the MBA, do you see you know the regular typical education, college, you know, masters, college degrees, all that stuff? Do you think there's better things out there than some some kid getting out of high school and going to college, or do you think college still has a role in? Uh, well, uh, depends what you want to do. If you look to be a good employer, a good manager, you need to have this piece of paper in my country. Uh, it's uh, mandatory. You cannot uh, skip it. Then you need to understand that uh, learning is something else. This is something that you need, like going to the doctor once uh, per year. Uh, it's something that you don't like, but you need to do. And this is the same. You need to go to university in my country to have... Uh, the piece of paper that certifies something, otherwise you cannot even have access to a certain kind of job. But if you want to do something by yourself, or if you are a creator, if you are an entrepreneur inside, there are other things that can, you, can help you more, in my opinion. Uh, I, uh, as you know, we, I start my journey uh, in uh, Tony Robbins environment, and that makes me uh, meet uh, not only him, who obviously is uh, number one, but a uh, lot of people uh, around him have access to a lot of information, a lot of uh, learning that is not uh, uh, available at university, that is practical uh, learning, that is things that you use every day and really help you change the uh, mentality, the attitude of your company, of your people, and uh, achieve a, a quicker good result so this is an example but there are many others uh, to me obviously uh, learn from the best is a mantra and uh, I think uh, this environment is one of the best in the world if not the best at least for me and uh, so I continuously immerse myself in that environment especially when uh, things are not uh, going the, as uh, we want uh, having this uh, uh, immersion in uh, this attitude, this mentality, this uh, energy is uh, really important. And um, that for me was a turning point, a very important one, because uh, we, uh, I really understand that uh, the border of my country are uh, narrow, but I can go everywhere and learn everywhere. And uh, coming to United States uh, two, three times per year for immersion in this environment, uh, more than going to the show and things like that, opened my mind a lot. The people you meet in this uh, environment are uh, always uh, great people who want to learn, who achieve big things and want to do more. It's, a, um, it's more than university. It's not comparable at all. So I suggest uh, looking also in alternative uh, kind of education, for sure. <laughs> I agree 100%. You know, being around like-minded individuals is, is really one of the things I really enjoy about that environment, you know, that we're in. Um, you know, everybody shares the same thoughts and ideas, and it's really, it's really incredible to, uh, you know, connect with those people. Mm, yes, true. Agree, totally. So you're in your business. You got this, uh, the lady gave you a, this amazing deal to get your booth going. And uh, we, as I said, this was an example of uh, support that we received from people we didn't expect. 
And uh, we also have an open credit line with uh, some supplier that supported our starting. And then uh, we, we had the opportunity to, to build our business. And a lot of people in, uh, in that time uh, trusted us. And uh, that was uh, a, a push of energy that really uh, gave us a lot. So we, everything starts from, uh, from that moment. And uh, I will always be grateful to these people that supported us when we started. And we start making our own uh, road. And uh, obviously, things change quickly. So we had to change our business model a couple of times. But now we create uh, our business model that uh, I call Phoenix uh, Method. And this um, is giving us a big advantage because uh, it's difficult to imitate, difficult to copy. Because we have uh, our own DNA that we build through some uh, issues, troubles, and also some victory. <laughs> and uh, that uh, is very typical of our company. So let's let's just talk about that that business model. So from what you described, it's like you created your own market. Is that what you did? No, what we did, we uh, we deeply studied the market we were in, uh, looking at all our competitors, what they were doing, uh, and they were all of them were bigger than us, stronger than us, and with a brand reputation we didn't have at the beginning. So we decided that the most important things we had to do was to create a brand reputation. And we invested a lot of money we didn't have uh, in this. So we hire an advertising company. We hire people that can support us doing a, a good job. And we did, I think. And um, we, from that, we, we decided a strategy to be different. So be different in, uh, in uh, our market means that uh, uh, on, the, on the paper, we are a reseller, a distributor of product. Uh, and that's put all uh, on the same level when customers look at all these companies reselling products like HP or other brand. And uh, what we decided to do, look for exclusive products so that we can build margin on it and uh, create our own story on this product, build from uh, zero. And the other thing to focus on technology and services. Uh, my market is uh, um, owned by company that uh, sell the equipment as uh, a commodity and live on ink and media. So we understand quickly that uh, ink and media are commodities and equipment made a difference. So we completely change the perspective and we stopped uh, the sales of every kind of media, which was painful from an economical point of view, but we decided to do. We get rid of the warehouse, which was a lot of money. And uh, we decided to invest this money in creating the most incredible customer experience in terms of showroom application. And we invested a lot of money in our showroom, which is one of the... I think best showroom in uh, not only my country, but uh, maybe in Europe for our market because we have all the application, all the equipment, uh, people uh, dedicated to support customer creating their own application. And uh, that was a huge difference on the market because now we are the specialist of the technology and of the services to support 
technology. Our competitors are the media reseller. So and you... even if they are bigger, I'm losing you. No, you still there? I'm still here. You still there? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I had a question. So, you saw what your competition was doing. You guys went in the complete opposite direction. Is that pretty much what you were stating, or am I wrong? Sorry. Uh, your competition. You saw what they were doing, and you went in the complete opposite direction. Yes. We ah. saw that there was a, a space in the market that nobody was working on, mm -hmm. and uh, that was. Uh, the opportunity we saw. And that happened because uh, thanks to uh, the MBA, I get in touch with some writer, strategy writer, and uh, I start studying that. And I uh, start applying these um, tools to our market to understand where there was a space, an empty space. Nobody cares. We can go on and eradicate there. And uh, this, this was the space because obviously technology is much difficult than media. You need to have skilled people. You need to be willing to learn continuously. You need to be willing to look for new technology every day. And uh, it's a demanding job, but we like it. So it was not so painful for us. And um, so we decided that, was that this was our uh, space. And we start positioning ourselves there. And after that, we decided to um, uh, we decided to uh, invest on letting the market know we were different and we were focalized on technology and on equipment and on services. And now this uh, is so every is in the mind of everybody. So when you're in that empty space that you just said you guys created, you can also create your own price. Exactly, for a certain point of view, means that when you sell uh, something that everybody sells, competition is on price. <laughs> but when you sell something that you only have, competition is on the quality that you sell. You need to have the best product or a product better than your competitor or a service better than your competitor to uh, achieve the goal. But this also gave us the space because we can have a little bit more margin to put together services that and adding value for the customer, value that uh, nobody else is giving. So it's priceless. And uh, uh, we can work on that. So uh, yes, we look for an exclusive product because this gave us the opportunity to create our own uh, strategy and to give to the customer more value uh, than uh, everybody else so th that's the, the strategy and um, we start uh, uh, every year uh, every year we try to go deeper in studying how we can add more value because this is the difference and we, we were blessed because uh, last year 78% uh, of our revenue came from customers who bought a second or a third time or a failure from this customer. So this kind of uh, value and support we give to customer has been rewarded in an incredible way. Congratulations on that. That's, uh, that's amazing. Thank that's you. Just, that, that, that is amazing. I mean, amazing, just the whole story. You started this company in a recession. <laughs> yes, in winter, as someone said. Yes. <laughs> in the dead of winter. <laughs> yes. Exactly, but uh, 
there are more opportunities in winter than in summer. That's right. So uh, we, I would say uh, you have to be brave enough, but uh, in that case, we were not brave. We just uh, didn't know what we were doing exactly. We just uh, go. And uh, that well, sometimes, would, uh, sometimes I think that's the best way. <laughs> you know, if we try to figure out what we're doing, we never make get moving. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. And uh, so we were uh, uh, moved by our passion and also, uh, it's not nice to say, but it's true, our uh, way willing to revenge in some way. We want to be back in our position. It's all right. Because it's all right. we... We, feel, we felt like uh, we have been stolen of uh, our market position. Yep, yep, and uh, we want to, to buy it back as soon as possible. You use it as fuel. You use it as fuel to get where yes. you are right now. And yes. That's awesome. You know, I'm not going to let them do that to us. Look what we're <laughs> going to do. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then uh, we, I can say, looking backward now, I can say, that uh, all this uh, tragedy uh, didn't happen to us, but it happened for us because uh, we had the chance really to step up and uh, challenge ourselves and try to uh, do the best we can. And uh, that was, uh, was important. Yeah, that's, a lot of people don't see that. They, they think uh, they shouldn't have any problems and that's the biggest problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I heard that. I don't know. I think I think it was a date with Destiny uh, last month. I heard somebody. Yes. I don't know if it yes, was uh, whatever, you know, problems is, you know, the biggest problem is thinking you shouldn't have any. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when you don't have any is because you are bad. So <laughs> better having problems. <laughs> really better having problems. Oh, wow. This, this has been so incredible. I mean, I learned so much about your industry and I, you have done just an amazing job, Paola. This is just, what an amazing company, inspirational, you know, creating this company out of, you know, in the, in the worst of times and, and making connections with all these people that helped you along your way. Just amazing. What do you see in the next couple of years for, you, for your company as you go forward? Uh, we, uh, we are in the process of uh, becoming a uh, business owner. At the moment, we are 50% owner and 50% operator. Mm -hmm. And we realized that if we don't uh, move from day-by-day uh, -day activity, we cannot grow anymore. Mm. And uh, it's not just a matter of growing, it's a matter of being able to grow to contribute. And uh, we see now that uh, uh, we, we need to reach a safe position because we want to grow and contribute. And we are fighting for that in this moment. And uh, believe me, is uh, also a great fuel for our energy because uh, being able to to contribute I think is the best achievement for uh, an entrepreneur or a business owner because it's not just about ourselves but it's right. about the legacy you leave and uh, and that's uh, what we are working in the, in this moment very well said my god this has been such an awesome awesome conversation I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, so what, what uh, my husband says is that I took too much. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's just guys. Guys, how guys think, you know, we think, you know, women talk too much. But, you know, a conversation like this, I, you know, I just, I love it. Just, it, it gives me so much energy and 
Oh, it just makes me happy. So anyway, can you share uh, your website, how they can get in contact with you if they're interested of in course. doing with you? Um, stuff for me? Our website is uh, uh, phoenixdigitalgroup.com, F-E-N-I-X, digitalgroup.com. Obviously, it's in Italian because we just deal with the Italian market, but there's a lot of nice pictures if you want to take a look at that. <laughs> and uh, you see all the team, you see all the equipment, you see all the shows, everything. What we do is uh, document there. We are always, obviously, we are on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. And uh, YouTube, there are some uh, nice videos, but always in Italian. And uh, so if you, someone would like to get in touch, uh, obviously I would be more than happy. New uh, people are always welcome in my life. And uh, the, uh, on the website, there's my email address too. So that's uh, uh, easy. And also my Facebook page is uh, my name, Paola Mortara, so easy to, to reach. And uh, that's it. That is so awesome. And I also, I'll get that information from you and I'll share it in the description when I, when I post the podcast. Um, so we'll share that with all the audience. And I have just one last question for you that I like to ask everybody. If you could put a phrase or a statement on a billboard to inspire other entrepreneurs, what would it say? And for you, I would love for you to say it in Italian because I <laughs> love the way Italian, I love the language. Uh, I would say uh, non fermarti uh, non fermarti is a very inspirational uh, statement that uh, I learned from uh, Phil Knight the owner of uh, Nike company yeah. the sportswear and the shoeswear company uh, that uh, live uh, 30 years in, uh, in L to create this company. And every day he was saying to himself, non fermarti, which means uh, never stop, keep going, keep going, keep going. And uh, this was the, his mantra. And uh, uh, since I learned this, I said, well, that's, my, that's mine too. And uh, this man was uh, so uh, inspirational to me uh, with all the suffering he had in his life and uh, the huge achievement he had in his life and the great team he could uh, put together uh, that uh, I always in a tough time I always think uh, the the trouble he faced for 30 years not uh, one year not two years not 10 years and uh, as an entrepreneur sometimes uh, we think that uh, we are uh, persecuted Sometimes it's bank, sometimes it's supplier, sometimes it's customer. That's always an issue. And you, or we always said, oh, it's me. Uh, why all these things are happening to me? It's not mm -hmm. to me. It's to everybody who has a mission to accomplish. And for sure, they have to face all these uh, troubles. But that is a happy ending story because uh, we, we, we know that... Uh, um, what uh, what he achieved i mean uh, a quotation in uh, in uh, stock for uh, his value was uh, 10 billions uh, in uh, in <laughs> one day something like that and uh, i that uh, was inspirational to me so keep uh, going is uh, my <laughs> is my phrase that's awesome beautiful thank you so much for that i hope everybody enjoyed that one never stop keep going <laughs> 
Thank you so much, Paolo, for, for spending the time with me today. I really, I really enjoyed thanks it. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. Love this conversation and uh, thanks for the opportunity. No worries. And I will, uh, I will talk to you soon. Yes. Take care and have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Richie here, and I want to thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if there are any other entrepreneurs out there that, are, that have an amazing story, that they overcome adversity, challenges, and obstacles, please send me an email at uh, what's up at richieprior.com, W-H-A-T-S, up at richieprior.com. And in the subject line, put uh, podcast. I'll put whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Just send me an email at that address. If you're an entrepreneur, you got an amazing story. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, I love my guests. And uh, thanks again for listening. Peace out. (laughs) 